0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to the Roy Green show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month sold. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: In uh, its newsletter yesterday, the Business Council of Canada reviews the federal government fiscal update... And uh, there are some positive elements, elements, but the fiscal update missed the mark for distressed sectors, and particularly airlines. The GDP is flat for October. Uh, November job numbers are promising, unless it's a hard-hit sector of the economy. Goldie Hyder is the president and CEO of the Business Council of Canada. It's always a pleasure to speak with Mr. Hyder. And, uh, you can go to thebusinesscouncil.ca, thebusinesscouncil.ca for their website. Mr. Hyder, thank you very much for the time. Can we start with the, uh, the fiscal update and your assessment of that?
1: As you noted, I think there is uh, some positives uh, in there, but of course the news is usually about what's uh, what's not so good. So let me, let me just start with the myths, uh, if I can, and that is very much about the distress sectors that you raised. Uh, it seems to me that, that um, the government's um, approach on continuing to be, for the most part, sector agnostic uh, is catching up to them because you are talking about some of the largest employers in the country when it comes to you know, the airline sector, the hospitality sector, the tourism sector, and the trickle-down effect of that, Roy, is this is... This is not about big business versus small business, because, you know, if we are all in this together, then we're all in this together. And the fact is, if when one suffers, the other suffers. Uh, This is a critical season. It's Q4. (laughs) You know, a lot of these businesses would have been uh, making up their year here. Uh, Obviously, with with what's taking place around the country, we're going to have to do, as the prime minister said, in terms of doing our part to make sure that we contain the virus. But moving forward, uh, particularly with the hope of the vaccines, these organizations, these businesses, these small businesses in particular, are going to need the help to get back up on their two feet. And I was disappointed not to see a plan on how to do that. Um, It's either pay now or pay later, Roy, and it appears that they've chosen to pay later. But it just means you have to pay more later.
0: Yeah, and future generations are going to be born having to pay this bill.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the most uh, underreported stories uh during this uh this virus because of course we're living it in real time the here and now but uh, I keep telling people would you go to your kid's bedroom and and withdraw 50 bucks from the piggy bank, you know, uh and and tell them don't worry I'll I'll, I'll get it back to you one day. Uh that's not right on so many levels. Uh, I'm tired of hearing about the low interest rates. I think that uh, the kids and the grandkids that are going to be paying for this will not be forgiving us uh, For mounting on uh, the the deficit and debt So obviously a certain amount of spending was was prudent was necessary But we should take stock of the fact that this government um, really has no trouble spending money Uh, the proof is we have overstimulated our response to this, uh, to this, uh, to this pandemic. Uh, it's not Goldie Hider saying that or the business council saying that it is a global assessment of countries response to COVID. We are number one per capita. So we've got to rein in our spending and target it better, target it to, to those that, that really need it. I think the intent of the finance minister is definitely to try and do that the best thing to do is work with those sectors and figure out a way to make sure that the money is going to, to provide that stability and that transition and that opportunity for business to survive. You know, we, we just can't be having a, a, some kind of a legacy-building agenda that we're financing while businesses are barely on life support.
0: Yeah, I spoke uh, last weekend with the president of the uh, Hotel Association, and when you, when you hear that 50% of that particular sector could be gone, fairly soon. That's really disturbing. And that, of course, gets us thinking about jobs. And uh, as you wrote in your newsletter at uh, the Business Council, uh, jobs continue to remain precarious in that hard hit uh, travel, tourism, hospitality, and retail sectors. Those are major sectors. These are not sectors we can just say, well, let's ignore them for a, a quarter or for a little while longer. We can't afford that.
1: Well, especially if you also add to that list the energy sector, which is what, yeah. what I think they really mostly don't want to <laughs> to, to uh, subsidize in any way. So, as a result of that, I think everybody else is being caught in that uh, in that uh, as well. But you know, my answer to the government now would be, Roy. Okay, we're nine months into this. It's quite clear that you don't have really any intention of actually, uh, you know, supporting these these uh, industries. You somehow feel that they they have to fend for themselves, and or somehow they will make it. All right. But on the other hand, you've also suffocated the revenue-making capabilities of these of these businesses, right? Because of the quarantine policy, which now we're seeing around the world, countries are reassessing and saying, "Hang on a minute, here, this 14-day thing is, is frankly over the top now. Can we bring that down? Can we bring it down to seven, as uh, seven to 10, as the uh, United States has already announced? But but in other countries in Europe, there's at least one that I know of that's gone down to five. And the other thing of it is, I think all of this masks, frankly, you know, government failures. And I'm not just talking about Feds here. This is also provincial and municipal to some extent. Nine months in, we still don't have rapid tests. We haven't really done an effective job in our testing, tracking, and tracing. And I think Canadians legitimately have a lot to say. Boy, I sure hope by the next pandemic, we have learned something from all of this. So while we're all um, you know, uh, watching our p- politicians tripping over themselves, praising each other, the fact is Canadians have to be calling out that we need to be served better. And in a pandemic, we haven't even been supporting the health care. Uh, you know, most of these the spending that's taking place has not been occurring in health care. So the premiers are going to be... Uh, Speak into into that um, uh, soon here. So this is this is a seminal moment, uh, Roy. um, But you know, I'm also optimistic. I don't want to always seem like I'm I'm a downer. But the fact is, 2021 is shaping up positively. I think the vaccines uh, are going to have the impact that they're intended to. And I think the important thing here is people do their part to comply with the requirements to contain COVID, and then comply with the requirement to get vaccinated so we can get past this darn thing.